0: Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I am your host, Richard Guyer. Across from me is yet another host, Mr. Ken Seymour.
1: Greetings.
0: Today we have a nice little fun episode that follows along with a lot of the things that we have discussed previous in our 40-some episodes um, pertaining to comics.
1: Yeah. Everybody loves comics, we hope, as much as they love the pudding that is the namesake of our show. Yes, indeed. But uh, more specifically, um, you've got to have a hero to root for, right? Yes. So, who's our favorite heroes? Who's your favorite heroes? Well, right now, we don't care about your favorite heroes. Who's our favorite heroes? Our favorite heroes.
0: (laughs) We have a list of ten or so of those said heroes. Um, Now, this is not a the best heroes. Not or the strongest, or the the bestest, m- best. It's, it's just our personal favorites,
1: absolutely. And hopefully, this will start a conversation, not just between us, but also in your own mind. And you can share your favorite top ten superheroes. Uh, I think it's a it's a it's a just kind of a fun way to to while away 30 years of uh. Uh, <laughs> chitter chatter. That's yeah. right. That's right. So. What approach did you take, Richard, in cobbling together this list that you put together?
0: Okay, so I don't have the extensive history of Collecting comic books, reading different comic books, graphic novels, things like that. My experience is more a, a small handful of comic books. My friends had some that they liked. I watched cartoons on TV. I watched TV shows. I watched movies. So my exposure, my 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 sight, I have blinders on because I'm only, only exposed to a handful of things. Although I'm open to hey, I know about this person, I've heard about this person, let me do some research pertaining to those or the relationship between those two. So, long ago there was... You could, people collected baseball cards and football cards, I think, more so than what they do now. But Definitely. there was also a Marvel collection that you could purchase.
1: I had some of those.
0: Uh, so I had, I had a quite a few of those. And a lot of those characters, I learned or was introduced to their family, their characters, through those cards. So I didn't have the comic books, and I didn't have the Internet, but I had those. So I got a brief history of, hey, here's this person, what, is their, what are their power levels, and a brief description of them cool now i know a little bit more about some people that i never heard of before so my my view is a little bit more skewed towards a certain grouping or family of characters
1: that makes sense i mean obviously i've been reading comics for quite some time now and i have this initial list in my mind of who are my favorite characters and hundreds you know can pop to mind pretty easily uh, so narrowing it down to 10 is a little difficult i tried to Tried to represent a little bit. I mean, this may not be a perfect slice, but I didn't want to leave kind of any section out. Um, but uh, you're talking about the cards. Now, the thing for me, being kind of the obsessive-minded individual that I that I was, I didn't just read comics, but both DC and Marvel had a version of a comic that they released that was my favorite, if, if, if I had a favorite comic book, this probably would be it, uh, that all it did was give biographies and statistics of all the characters. In in Marvel it was Marvel Universe. In DC it was Who's Who. And
0: those oh, sound fun. I'd it, like to read those.
1: Oh I've got I've got tons of them still. They're the ones that no matter what happened, if somebody managed to get rid of comic books for me, say a family member that will not be named, I always knew where those were and they would not be gotten rid of. And I still have my collection of them. And it's still fun just kind of flip through, and you can see actually some interesting early artistic work from certain uh, certain people that you might admire in that too. So, fun stuff. So I tried to just, uh, to look at it that way and give a kind of a, a slice of, of several things. Yeah.
0: I also feel like in my grouping, a lot of my favorites. I, I'm more of a fan, in a certain sense, of families or groups of heroes, or even villains for that, for example. So I had to narrow down or take from those groupings the ones that I felt maybe I enjoyed more. But I I do like families of, or or groups, like the big one now, of course, is the Avengers. I was never big into the Avengers, or even individuals within the Avengers. So um, I, I guess in my exposure early on, I was big into, like, the uh, the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Or even, and this sounds silly, but it's a comic book, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, they were a family. Yeah. They were a group, right? Yeah. So everybody might have had their favorite turtle. Oh, yeah. But
1: I was more, I enjoyed the group setting. There's whole uh, conversations just about that. Yeah. So, okay. So why don't <clears> we start with you, with your number 10. Who came in, just slid in under the line?
0: Okay, so here's a fun one. And I think this is may this family may appear on your list actually awesome. but not this one. Okay. So I actually chose Green Lantern but I chose uh John Stewart. Oh, he's a really good one. He's a lot of fun as a character. So the reason he here's the thing. Like I don't own a single I don't even I don't even know if I own a single DC comic. I don't own any of them. And in the movies, it's not like Green Lantern is really portrayed at all. And when he is, it's portrayed poorly and never really portrayed as Jon Stewart, right? Um, but a lot of the cartoons are yeah. Jon Stewart. So in reading, I, I feel like one of the coolest movies that you could possibly do, if you're going to translate, is going to be the Green Lantern core. Yeah. If it's done right. There's just so much to get into. I appreciate the families of the Green Lantern, like Kilowog. Like, that dude's cool, man. That like, is really cool. All the family within the Green Lantern. But, like, all the other ones, like the Red Lanterns. Like, the Red Lanterns, to me, seem like they're pretty cool. Atrocitus seems like a really cool character. And I hate cats. And there's a cat that's in there, right? Yeah. So, like... The whole Lantern family, I think, is really, 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 really cool. But for some reason, I just think the Jon Stewart version stands out to me.
1: Well, he's definitely really cool. I mean, one of the things that I really like about how the writers that created the characters then continue to write uh, the different writers as they took him or took each of the characters on stories, the the personality of the Lantern affects how they use the ring. And that gives it such a flavor, and the fact that um, that he, in particular, thinks like an architect and how to put things together and everything fits and it's very, uh, you know, very clockwork. And then you add on to that that military. History.
0: The, the military history
1: and has him
0: more defined in a lot of the things.
1: Oh so. yeah, so it's just just kind of fantastic. Um, if you haven't read, uh, this series, there is a portion, uh, right around the time of Green Lantern Rebirth, if I remember correctly, um, uh, uh, that, uh, see, uh, Jon Stewart at one point, uh, during his travels, uh, was doing his job and was trying to save a large grouping of people on a planet and failed. And basically the entire planet was destroyed in the process, earned him an enemy that, uh, fatality, if I remember is her name correctly, uh, that, you know, kind of followed him around forever, trying to kill him, uh, for failing to save the planet. Um, but, uh, he kind of carried this, carried this, um, this pain with him for a while and he was injured in the line of duty and paralyzed and, so at one point he was granted the ability to 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 walk again, um, by parallax. Yeah, I believe it was by parallax. I, I could be wrong on that one, but he was able to walk again. But after the entity, he eventually lost that ability to walk. But he didn't. It was all psychological. He kind of was kind of punishing himself. He was still healed. Hmm. He just he just couldn't he couldn't let go of that particular aspect. A really, really great little bit of storytelling, fantastic character development. It's, it's a lot of fun. I always really like John Stewart. There we go. Number 10. Number 10. So number 10 for me, I almost put in Miles Morales because I really like the Miles Morales Spider-Man. And of course, everybody likes Peter Parker, too. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of asked myself, well, why why that? Well, it's the kind of the quirky, uh, s- uh, snarky kind of hero But with a more modern twist, where did I really have the most, maybe not the most fun with that, but the most pleasantly surprised fun for me? That was Static from, you know, for some people might know him from the Static Shock cartoon that was on. But specifically, it was a, uh, it was a Milestone was originally the name of the company that did it. It was uh, uh, a comic book label. Uh, Are you familiar with this character? Um, did he, he wore black and yellow? No. Gold he, and yellow? No. Gold? No. He, so it's, uh, uh, sometimes a hat, baseball cap, sometimes not, uh, black, white, uh, uh tights. When he had tights, he had kind of like a, a jacket on. It looked, it was, it was very urban.
0: I've, uh, I've gone so far as to say I've heard of the character
1: and that's it. So electric control powers kind of a thing. Hence the name static shock. Um, but so when Milestone came out, it was around the time, you know, that, that, that bursting of new comic book companies, or if not new, just finally being realized comic book companies like Image and Malibu and all that. Sounds like a nineties thing. Exactly. So Milestone specifically was a, an attempt to create a universe focused on, uh, African-American heroes. So you had uh, static shock. You had, uh, was it Icon? Is that right? Um, he was basically the, the Superman style character for that. There was a, a, a group that was formed. Uh, that was uh, you know some of them were gang members, some of them were just you know kids from the inner city that all got powers at the same time. And you know there they, they is always really edgy. And in fact, in the first episode, uh, who looked like was going to be the leader of this group, end up dying. In the very episodes is what I said. First issue ends up dying before the end of the first issue. Not because he's killed off by a bad guy, but the thing that gave them their powers is unstable in some people. And poof, gone. Um, So, I mean, this entire grouping was actually some really excellent writing. And it just didn't last, unfortunately, for the most part, with the exception of Static. He was not only well-written, but just... More well received than some of the other books, and DC just kind of absorbed him into into the DC universe. I believe DC bought out that company. Um, it's and he's fun. He's again snarky kid, high school Spider-Man style kind of feel to him, but a little more grounded. Um, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. That? yeah, yeah. So uh, the pun was not entirely intended there, but I mean. <laughs> As much as people would relate to the Spider-Man character, Spider-Man's a genius. I mean, he may not always come off as it, but the character is a genius, and as relatable as he is is in some ways, he's not relatable in others. And I always felt that the static character was maybe the most relatable in that style of character. Yeah. Which was really nice. That's my number 10. Number 10. Okay,
0: so, number 9... Here's a good one. Throw a little curveball at you here. Um, I've got He-Man and the
1: Masters of the...
0: He was a comic before uh, he was a cartoon.
1: Yeah, kind of. Barely. Not really. It's only if you counted the fact that comics were released with the toys.
0: So, But he kept on with a long string of comics.
1: That were released after the television show.
0: Yes, but <laughs> before, You're cheating already. Number 9 and he's cheating. But if you look at it, the comic was in 82 and the show was in 83. So he actually came out before the show.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I looked at it. it it's it, we'll, we'll get into the minutia when it's not on the air. Borderline. Borderline at best.
0: So um but he had he had a run of comics for, and he's oh, yeah. still has a comic run yeah. right now. Um, but that
1: and I apologize for the sniffles. I'm fighting some some uh, <laughs> some stuff. Eight degree weather outside. Yeah. Um, that had obviously
0: when we look at things now in the 80s, there was cartoons. There wasn't movies or like well. There was Superman, right? But there wasn't a lot of comic things. There was toys for this. There was TV show for this. So that character, although He-Man... So I'll, I'll kind of go back to this on other characters, too. He-Man is fun on his own, but the world that he's in, and especially the bad guys. Like, Man-in-Arms is okay, and... Uh, what, Mechaneck is Ram, Ram-man. Yeah, but like... All the bad guys are super cool, and he's got to fight the bad guys, and he's got to do all these things. And Skeletor's really bad, you know, really cool bad guy. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but He Man is a very, very powerful character, right?
1: Yeah, he's basically uh, Conan. Yeah,
0: but with a sword that turned him into it too.
1: Yes, absolutely, and turned Cringer into a into a cat that you could ride. I'm not sure that's a, a better transformation from the cat's point of view, but <laughs> it's like oh I'm stronger and fierce and now I have a saddle and oh this four hundred pound guy of solid, solid muscle of men. So <laughs> and they
0: even tried unsuccessfully Adolf Lundgren movie? Well, it was a
1: it depends on your definition of success. Correct. Uh, and I felt
0: I feel like there was always some means of trying to turn this into like a new iteration of the cartoon, a new iteration of a movie to make it more successful. And I don't think it'll ever really work because I don't think they'll ever cast the right character, the right lead in it, and they'll never deliver it in the right direction that it needs to be.
1: It'd be difficult and Orco stupid, so
0: yeah, there's there's a lot of weird characters that in the weird world that it's not really that cool but like the actual he-man was like your i feel like your prototypical product of the 80s and very much so. and that's kind of when we were growing up so that's kind of why i i, stick I had with those that one.
1: toys man i mean I, I i had quite a few of them and well if you know skeletor had a sword he-man had a sword and you could Put the two swords together, and it's the it's the most powerful sword. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I remember that as a kid. That was some good stuff.
0: I had the castle, not castle gray skull. Well, the the bad guy one.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, um, the one shaped like uh, skull.
0: Skull. Yeah, it had a little microphone in it. You pick it up and talk to the microphone. Oh, oh I there.
1: forgot about
0: that. Yeah, that was dope. That was cool. That was really cool. But that's primarily all the surrounding stuff. Because once again, I never really read the. Comic, I never read, uh, but that was a Marvel. Was that a Marvel one?
1: Um, the comic book, I don't think it started that way. Eventually, ended it up that might way. have eventually ended up in Marvel, but uh, yeah, it's when I was doing the research for a particular tool, which will eventually be released. When you look at the actual timing of the television show versus the comic book, the show actually edges out the the, the verifiable comic the only thing that beat the TV show were the ones that were included with the toys Mm because the toys came out first.
0: Yes, and they all came with little, oh gosh, were they like four by three exactly, little, little story
1: comics that are in there? And I, I, it's like, well, I, and I couldn't. There's no issue numbers. No, nope. and there's no dates, and there's the, the information is really scarce. So and like, they were u- eh,
0: unique just, to just the qualify. character pack that you bought. Oh yeah, so
1: and it was really neat, but you know, I had to disqualify it from the the tool for that reason. But okay, yeah, you that's know, it's interesting. Still, you know, cheating, but interesting. Yep, that's what I. That's what I do. <laughs> All right, I so, take the
0: loose association of rules and
1: make them my own. That, I think that works. Uh, my number nine is a character that, up until recently, I would have thought that nobody would ever know except uh, comic book fans, uh, because it's kind of a deeper cut. But because of the Guardians of the Galaxy, the second one. Uh, not so much but uh, mantis is my number nine now the portrayal of mantis in the movies is not quite how mantis is in the comic books um, think more combination spiritual guru and martial artist so you know one of the one of the interesting things that I always you know, think back to I, I read a lot of uh, the West Coast Avengers and uh, and such and the earlier Avengers uh, when I was younger and there's just a great run where she just kind of beats the snot out of the entire group of them even though there are, there are several of them that are more powerful and uh, stronger and admittedly they're trying not to hurt her because you know ally. But at that point, she just beats the snot out of them because she can outmaneuver them. She understands how to fight and she understands how they work. And it's just kind of a, it was was what Gamora was before they really fleshed out Gamora, kind of. And, you know, she had great stories with the Avengers. She had great stories with Silver Surfer and uh, not just great stories, but wow, some weird, weird stuff like giving birth to a celestial messiah style weird stories. Hmm. Uh, so it's just it's just a lot of fun stuff.
0: I'd heard of her before the movie, but didn't know anything deep about the character development or powers or anything. I I had I, had, I don't know where, cartoon or something probably had definitely heard of the character, just not familiar with it.
1: Yeah the empathy part, that's absolutely accurate, but they left her abilities past the, the combat fairly vague, and that suited any story that she was in just kind of perfectly.
0: Yeah. Cool. Number nine? That was number nine. Number nine, okay. So, <clears throat> number eight. Who do I got on my number eight? Oh, okay. So, here's a good one. Um, and I don't have a good explanation why I like this character. I just like this character Nightwing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like Nightwing.
0: I feel like whenever I see something that that character is in, <laughs> I want more of that character. And that's to me that indicates that I like that character, right? You know, like if yeah. you if you left like, "Oh man, that was good. I want more." Um why I don't know cuz it's Batman light.
1: I don't think so. I think it's more more deep. It's deeper than that.
0: It's it's Batman with not quite the same. Oh, you know, brooding nature, Um, standoffishness. Like Nightwing actually wants to interact with other people in a more positive nature. Yeah. Right. up front what the interactions were, Batman's more subtle and standoffish. Yeah.
1: Well I think there's I think there's more to it than at least for me and and one of the reasons that I like that character. The the whole concept is kind of fascinating. What would happen to a kid that is taken in by Batman and trained for that period of time? How would they actually turn out psychologically? What would be their issues in relationships to other people and relationships to uh, their view of where they fit in the world and all that? That's what makes that character interesting to me.
0: Well, that, that, that not Nightwing, but that character has been around since the, like, the, what, the 40s? Yeah,
1: it's a, it's
0: so a long time. they've had a long time to flesh out the actual backstory and development of the person. And because the, the character is new ish. Relative to other relative characters. to other
1: characters, sure. Uh, so eighties, I think.
0: Yeah, I, that sounds about right. Uh, I I just feel like the character is it's cool. Like he he's got the same tips and tricks and things that Batman does, but he doesn't have the same way to go about things. Like he doesn't have the typical utility belt, let's call it. I mean, he's got his. Things that he does, It
1: kind of has a utility belt, <laughs> but,
0: but like not in the same sense.
1: It has a different feel. Yes, it because uh, a lot of the coolness when you're when you're reading or watching Batman is the gadgets that he pulls out. It's less about that with Nightwing. It's it's more about um, again. It's more about his interaction. That's that's more the focus. And so yeah, he's got lasers and he's got other little things. Uh, he, he's not without his, his gadgets, but uh, it uh, he's more than happy to be the snot out of you with a couple of sticks if he has to.
0: And he's, I feel like, gets along well with the other characters in, gosh, so many other, whether it's the Teen Titans or whether it's the Justice League or whatever. Like, he's got that, I feel like, the inner workings of the relationships with so many other people, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good choice. And uh, uh, he, he always plays an interesting, almost like um, almost like a conscience to Batman when he's paired with Batman, which is, is kind of nice, uh, a reminder of this is what normal people do. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's always good. Uh, so you went with more grounded with your number nine. I went uh, not, or with your number eight, I mm-hmm. should say. Uh, my number eight is not grounded at all. Um, I went also with Blue tights. Um, hmm. uh but uh not Marvel or DC. Uh this is uh was it Dynamite? Was I? Uh I went I went with the Tick. Oh, the Tick. Nice.
0: <laughs> I was peeking at that that character cuz he's just fun.
1: That's the whole thing. I I like sometimes that People forget. I mean, you read a lot of these comic books, whether it's Marvel or DC or some of the newer stuff that's grounded more in uh, fantasy and science fiction that don't have all the characters and tights. And it's all either very serious or it feels like an extended kind of uh, sitcom sometimes. The Tick was just weird Mm -hmm. and it weird in a fun, goofy kind of way that... I haven't seen really replicated in the same way since that comic came out. And then the cartoon that was made for it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the voice acting they had in that cartoon was just so good. And the storylines went you know the way that they needed to go. Uh, having him recite what he learned at the end of an episode was just an exercise in goofy fun. The, the, the one where he rides around on their version of uh, Galactus. You <laughs> know, after riding around on a large man for the last several days, it's,
0: it's just... The, the show is just... Like, they did a TV show. Was the oh. cartoon or the TV show first? Because there's one there's right a, now that's on Amazon. Yeah,
1: there was a cartoon, then there was a live action. The live action, action was on Fox,
0: and then now it's on, yeah. So I watched the cartoon, uh, and I watched... The episode—I mean, it was very short-lived. The the live-action one that was on—it was Fox. like one season. Had Putty was the was the tick, yeah, Putty from Seinfeld. I can't remember his name.
1: Uh well, that's uh, it's the same guy that was in the second Men in Black, and uh, oh, I'm I'm having a, I'm having a mental moment. Yeah, yeah he, just... he's one of my favorite actors, and I can't remember his name.
0: If only we had a device that accessed the Internet that we could look up these things. But, Gosh. W- but
1: wouldn't that device cause a buzzing sound in the microphone if we got it too close?
0: Oh, well, hey, look at that. Look what we'll pop right up when I. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty funny. Oh, no. But the, well, in the first live-action television show, they did change some things, which was a little weird. Instead of having the uh, deflator mouse as the version of Batman that they had, they had a Batman Well. Which, funny yes, thing. Yes, that guy was. The, the, the Nestor, is that his last name? Ne- First name. First name, Nestor. Um, oh. But the funny thing, the guy that got to play that was in the Christopher Nolan Batman, Batman. series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was so he fun. was the mayor. Yeah. I, that, I thought that was so. So funny when I saw that it's like man, whoever came up with that particular casting choice needs to. Uh, I need to give them a big old hug, uh, Patrick Warburton. Warburton, thank you. Yeah. Jeez, oh Pete, my brain is just not working. That guy needs to have every part. Uh, always, uh, his voice is fantastic, magical, and yeah. he's so funny. Um, he's, but he's Joe in Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, that that's fantastic. And I've I've watched some. Of the more recent one. I haven't gotten very far. Maybe two or three episodes in. And uh, it's good so far. It's It seems to capture the spirit, spirit of the comic yep. real well. And, but again, a, a hero that's not quite aware of what's happening around him. And you can't really hurt him. And he's sort of aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I like that comment.
0: Okay, so moving on. Do I, am I ready to cheat? Ooh, yes. So are you I like, again? I like to cheat. Now, you may see this next person as a classic villain, but he has been known to be a good guy when he needs to be a good guy. So, therefore, he qual- qualifies. Uh,
1: I, I, I strictly kept those out of my list. If somebody is kind of, eh, you don't know, I so you couldn't have them. Okay, who do so,
0: you put in? So, because my list is more narrowed um, and I don't have the field of view, <laughs> I had limited choices. Right. So, um, I chose Magneto. Oh,
1: okay, that's kind of, okay. Eh, yeah. He's,
0: he's viewed as a classic villain, but I think... In his mind, he's actually a good guy, right? Yeah. But in a lot of senses, when bad things happen, who do the X Men fall back on for help? It's Magneto. So That's, he he's the, a he can
1: be a good guy right? unless you're reading the comics right now.
0: Yes. <laughs> so he's it's I, I feel like a good a good mix where he's probably sixty forty more bad guy than good guy but he has his times he has his moments when he needs to be sure and he is a classic character in general he has the backstory of where he came from and why he is what he is he's very powerful but not ridiculously high level powerful and he can be toned down in a certain sense um you know you'll put him in a plastic jail and he's you know like things like that but like Everything's got metal in it, and the way they play it off, I feel like as a almost like an anti-hero in, in a certain sense. You know, a little bit. so I, I just like the I like the character and how he is really good friends, but not good friends, but at odds with you know uh, Xavier. Xavier yeah. So there's always that dynamic.
1: There's always that. I, I just. Like the X-Men in general. So you're thinking more of the movies rather than the cartoons or the comics?
0: Well, in the cartoons, he he's really just a, a bad guy. Yeah. Um, and in, in the movies, he's still kind of represented as a bad guy. Yeah. He's got his elements. But I feel like in the actual comic, there was a time where he led the X-Men,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember if that was him or if that was the clone. <laughs> I lose track. Right. Yeah,
0: like, like I didn't read him enough to dig into all those intricacies with that. I, yeah,
1: I lost track. It got so ridiculously confusing at one point. It's like, yeah, I give up. Uh, the the they so muddled the storylines and the timelines of all the characters, and with all the hopping around, and it just it was difficult to to follow and uh, and. Uh, <sighs> I like, I like the idea that he has an ide- ideological difference of opinion, but that ideological difference of opinion fundamentally makes him not a hero,
0: mm-hmm.
1: just by, kind of by definition. Now they, they lighten it a little bit in the comics at one point, but he's still kind of uh, he's still kind of questionable, and right now he's one of the horsemen of life. Uh, as of the recording of this particular uh, episode. So, so even
0: more bad guy.
1: Yeah, kind of. Uh, but of course, the, that little group is being led by X-Man, actually, if you're familiar with that particular character. Uh, uh, Jean, oh, Jean Grey and Cyclops' uh, oh, son. Yes. Yeah. So anyway. Well, but,
0: he's, he's got an interesting power. If you think about it at a minor scale magnetism.
1: Yeah, if you don't think too hard in how science works and how broken that power is. uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then there's... We'll see, like, um, Graviton, who is a bad guy. Yes. His power is controlling gravity. And that seems like...
1: Oh, that's kind of okay. Yeah. That's stupidly powerful.
0: Yes. Crazy. So, like, I, I just... I don't know. He's a cool character. He's a cool playoff he's a cool when you have to go to that guy to be the good guy in certain hmm. scenarios i think that's really an intri- like it's an interesting circle of life let's call it sure so i'm i'm cheating
1: no no i'll take that i guess that's that's not so bad um well let's go to what you kind of consider as an anti-hero to somebody that is not quite an anti-hero but as close as you can get in, in the area of gray without being one. Um, uh, I put uh, Constantine as my number seven.
0: Mm, I like the the DC Dark Universe. Yes. Um, I really strongly consider doing Dr. Fate because that character, to me, is really cool. It's just a helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a helmet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Constantine is cool, and I feel like a lot of the characters that he interacts with
1: are more powerful. Oh, yeah, generally. But But, he is generally more clever. Yes. And even, even when you're comparing his interactions to people like Batman, Batman is technically smarter than Constantine is, I think. But he never seems to quite get one up on him. Because Constantine, first of all, operates in an area that he is just not familiar with. Yes. Uh, but on top of that, he's clever enough to kind of understand how the heroes work and know what he can get away with and will push those boundaries as much as possible. And I love that because yeah. he's not doing it to, to hurt, uh, although he is doing it to just be a, a massive punk sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, I've got a job to do. I'm going to do it. Get out of my way. And then I need to go. Get a drink and a smoke, and
0: yeah, like exactly, and that whole that whole universe, which I feel like is just coming more and more into prevalence, right now. It seems to be more acceptable. Like you have he he tends to be the leader of that group, but yeah. when you have like Satana, right? It, she's always wearing the magician's outfit, but she's really powerful I, magician. I like, that. I like that outfit. And then there's uh, like. One of the characters who I feel like is is actually kind of a Batman character too is Etrigan? Entrigan? Well,
1: so, yeah, kind of. But kinda. he's. He showed up a lot in Batman, but I wouldn't really call him a Batman character.
0: Yeah, not a main, but like he's. That's where. That's, that's not where he was probably introduced, but no. that's where he just appeared, I feel like. And they had a good. He had a good relationship with the human part of him. Yeah. So, like that
1: whole universe of those people, I think, is just. Fun, the detective dog, <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, detective chimp. I meant to say. My yeah, so off.
0: like there we go. Like that's like that I've heard of.
1: Yeah, no, not detective dog. I'm I'm, I'm straying into uh, Hanna Barbera land.
0: <laughs> like I said, you know, stray. Ah! Oh, good.
1: Uh, yeah. And the movie was okay. I don't know if it was. Well, the Keanu movie wasn't real. Real um, in keeping with the comics. Correct. So I liked it. Yes.
0: That, that's, that's where I kind of intro, was introduced to the character. I mean, that movie came out a long time oh, ago. Yeah. Um, but now you see more true representations of those. A lot of times I, I've just come to learn that the movies may be cool, but they're not accurate representations of anything ever. See yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, for example, <laughs> which is not a comic book movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that character. Yeah, no, so it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And plus, again, kind of vague on his power level, so it can kind of suit whatever story you want it to, mm-hmm. which is handy. All right, number six.
0: Okay, what did I just do? Okay, so here's a fun one. This is not cheating, um, but it's uh, I've got uh, Judge Dredd.
1: Really? Eh. Yeah. Okay.
0: Now— that being said uh, I'll go back to like the green lantern things like I haven't read any judge dread anything no graphic novels no nothing but I've tried to read after seeing the Stallone movie which is not a good representation of that no. character whatsoever it got me at least interested in that character so I've gone in and read like snippets on how that character interacts with people and what his real you know in like the equipment that he uses and the people that he's with and all those things like that world is a really cool world to be in oh yeah and then they finally did a movie with uh carl urban that was dope and if you haven't seen it (laughs) it's hard to find i feel like it's on my list it's a really it's a like nobody really saw it and it didn't make a lot of money but it's a really good movie and that character is just so like urban it, it's that character's just so like no nonsense, hardcore this is it and that's it you know like and then there's the the, sci- the sci-fi aspect of it that's thrown in there as well and the fact that he never takes his helmet off and like you, you know that it's that character, but you don't ever get to really see that character right. You just see the helmet and the jaw.
1: which leads why I never really enjoyed him all that much as a character. It's very flat. Uh, now, if you like, when we were talking about like cheesy '80s action movies, if that's the kind of thing that you enjoy, yeah, perfect. Judge Dread is that. Mm-hmm. It is. It is fights and guns and explosions and sci-fi, and don't expect character development really. And, and I'm okay with that. And you're okay with that. Yep. Yeah. And there's not.
0: You you get some cool things by like the the equipment and the if you can draw the cityscape up. Yeah. To It's got good visuals. To to how it like and like I said, like the, the sci-fi aspect of it, which is underlying, but not necessarily it's it's the future and there is all these things. But you're in the slums all the time. Yeah. So you don't get to see the true representation of what this future is, except you do, because the future is actually dirty and gross. <laughs> so right. I, I don't know. I just like, if they did more cool, if they had like a, like they do the DC cartoons, mm-hmm. if they did them in the same vein, but with the Judge
1: Dredd cartoon, like, that
0: would be cool to me. It'll never happen. But I like the character.
1: That makes sense. So you go from grim and gritty, and I'm going to go back to something a little more lighthearted, uh, back to the main Marvel universe. And it's not one that's in any of the MCU movies, uh, which made me very, very sad considering the storyline they did. How, how well, I don't know if integral is the right word, but how tied to the storyline this character is in the comic books. And I I think you were thinking I was going to go in a very specific direction and I'm going to take a left turn. Uh, The character that I have at number six is Pip the Troll. Mm. Well, we thought
0: when, um, oh, the guy who was the, Peter Dinklage, Mm -hmm. initially when we thought that he was cast in the movie. He
1: would have been a perfect Pip the Troll.
0: Yeah, that's what everybody thought he was going to be. That Um, would
1: have been so cool. And that's such a, and that's, and that's a recurring character rather than this, this dwarf that we're going to see once and never get to see him again. Because, again, more Peter Dinklage in any movie is good. And having him... Oh. Now, for those of you not completely familiar with who Pip the Troll is, I want you to think of your uh, generally drunk uncle that likes to smoke, shrink him down to being about uh, two feet tall, uh, has a furry bottom half, Uh, because he's kind of like a satyr to a certain extent, constantly smoking cigars. He hangs around Adam Warlock and uh, a a good variety of people, and his power that he has he only gains at, at one point once the Infinity Gauntlet gets broken up into pieces, and he's given the space gem. So he's got control over... Space. He can go anywhere he wants, teleport anywhere he wants, take people with him, do whatever. Even after he loses the gym, he keeps the power because he was in such close proximity to it for that long. So that's his whole power. And usually what he does is you need me to take you somewhere. Oh, this is awful. I'm leaving. (laughs) It's just uh, I'll be at the bar. Bye bye. (laughs) He's so much fun. And uh, when he does finally fight, the way that he fights is about how you would expect. It's very guerrilla warfare style. He's going to appear behind you. He's going to drop a rock on your head. You know, just kind of... He's not that kind of hero, but he keeps things light and fun. And I think maybe he fell a little by the wayside because there was maybe a little more love for the Rocket Raccoon character in that particular kind of role Mm. for the movie. But... I would have preferred to see Pip the Troll. It, it was oh, too much fun.
0: Yeah. Maybe if they do something with Adam Warlock, if that character actually develops in the, that maybe you'll see him.
1: That would be fantastic.
0: Yet to be determined.
1: All right, we're halfway through the list. What's your number five?
0: Mm, this is the last time I'm going to cheat, I promise. I don't believe you. Okay, so this character I think is an antihero. And even right now this character is taking a different turn. Um, I have Venom on here.
1: Yeah, taking a different turn is definitely what's going on with that character right now. Yeah, so cause now, are you talking about Eddie Brock or are you talking about Flash Thompson? Because like about just the symbiote. But- just the symbiote as as a
0: whole. Because when he's in Flash Thompson, he's like he is part of the spider squad or whatever it is where he's like a legit good guy.
1: It's complicated, (laughs) especially now with kind of some of the retconning history changing. They're doing right now with, Mm. with the venom stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get too much into the specifics of it, but the, uh, the, the symbiotes, they're kind of writing it right now that they are by nature evil. And only by bonding with people can that kind of change over time. And that's why this particular uh, Venom symbiote was not evil. And in fact, I think that particular symbiote is dead at the moment. Uh, not 100% sure. I think that's what I remember saying. Mm. It's, it's kind of... Like I said, it's a, it's an interesting storyline. But, yeah, I, I see what you're going on. And, you know, Eddie Brock was kind of a sort of a hero. He had his own book for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and
0: uh, the Now, I, we all know, well, if you listen to us, our opinions on the movie, and I'm not basing what this is on the movie, but they portrayed him as a good guy in that, well, good as a whole. If you're going to look at percentages. And I I think his history, like he was always such an anti-Spider-Man character with so much hatred that maybe that just became something that they wanted to evolve. I I, I, I don't know because I felt like that character became more than just, I hate Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, it definitely did over time.
0: And became more of a... Almost like a good guy when needed, and then sometimes a good guy all the time. So like it.
1: And then Gargan had him.
0: <laughs> I saw a picture of that when I was looking at stuff today. I don't know who that character is,
1: but the Scorpion got the venom out at one point. Oh yes, okay. Yeah, and that not a good guy at that point. No, not even close. Uh, but yeah, so it, it kind of it depends a little bit on who the host is, and then it, it depends. Only some on the symbiote itself.
0: He's no, he's no carnage or rampage or anything. No. Who are just like just the epitome of bad, and I, and I just felt like if it was Venom from what the 80s or 90s, he's just strictly a bad guy. And they've he was such a popular character that they I felt maybe once again I don't read the comics, but I just felt like he was so popular that they had a evolve him in some form or fashion
1: okay so I'll go with something that's the closest to cheating that I'm getting and uh, my number five Uh, only because right now I'm not sure whether he's a good guy or not Uh, and I and in the films he was portrayed as a bad guy and he sort of had kind of a colored past but for the most part 90% of the time this guy's a good guy and that is uh, multiple man hmm Yes, in the movie, he was a bad guy. Yeah, I I really like that character quite a lot. Um, If you've uh, not read about him, it's pretty simple. Uh, He makes multiples of himself. And at one point, it was just kind of, it took kinetic energy sort of thing. You hit him, and he creates a duplicate. But as they fleshed out the character a little more, each duplicate is kind of a facet of personality. They're not all the same. Mm Uh, And even though they're all the same person, they're not really the same person. And there are things like he would make multiples of himself and send them out to go learn stuff so that when he reabsorbed it, he would get that life experience and all that information. And I thought that was kind of a fascinating idea. And he even led the uh, X Factor team uh, a while back. And that was when I was still actually collecting X Factor and I really enjoyed that because it was him and Renee and Guido and uh, and uh, Siren. Am I remember that right? Uh, but you know, it's just an interesting little grouping, and it was uh, kind of presented as a, a detective agency. It was real. It was really kind of a little different. Uh, and I, I love that. I love that concept. And he's just kind of a lot of fun to play with.
0: I like the the concept of what you're saying, where he could. Made multiples of himself, but the multiples did things other than just be, like, a distraction. Yeah. You know, can learn and interact and gain powers and, not powers, but, like, gain, ability, gain abilities. Yeah. I can shoot free throws over here, and now I'm good at shooting free throws.
1: Some of them decided they didn't want to be reabsorbed. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of presents a lot of story options, which is really, really fun.
0: Fun. Nice. I knew he was an X-Factor person, which is weird they had him in X... Men is a bad guy, but, you know, whatever. Hmm. Okay, so we're on four?
1: We are on four.
0: Okay, so this one is a non-traditional one. The last three are boring. But this one, um, I've got Rick Grimes.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'll go back to, I don't know... I don't know the characters ins and outs but I know the character is your one that makes all the other things go in the walking dead uh graphic novels. He's the one that's been there from the beginning as people have died off and gone their own separate ways in the in the in the comics. Um TV shows the same thing too um to an extent but he's been the one unifying force amongst everybody troubles troublesome in certain aspects and in the comic book i know it's different in the in the novel and the it's different from what it is in the tv show i know that because he's not always the uh good guy that he's portrayed to be he's got tough decisions to make and he doesn't always play nice but he's the one that kind of is the driving force behind
1: the the novel. Yeah, it's an interesting character. I don't know if i put him in superhero territory because uh, no powers, no tights. Uh, it's just a dude in a post-apocalyptic landscape, but yeah, it's an interesting character and uh, that that whole series is really good. I mean, there's a reason it has the following that it has, and it's not just because it's constantly uh, bombarding everybody in in commercial form, <laughs> But yes. but it's good too. Uh, and it's
0: still going. Oh yeah. So that's even if the TV show ends, that thing's still a monster and it's still going. But there are other heroes, you know, that are out there that have no powers oh, also. Yeah. Yeah. So he is just more real world no powers as opposed to meta world no powers, right? Um and maybe we don't think of him as a traditional hero. Because we think of all these other peoples as heroes because they have powers, but look at you know some of the ones like Green Arrow, or look at I mean he doesn't have he doesn't have powers. He can just shoot a bow, exceptionally really, well,
1: really really well. But he still wears tights and has trick heads, and yeah, It's true.
0: Eh. Uh, um, Hawkeye is the same way. You know, yes. it's the same character, just not as rich. Um,
1: I would disagree with that.
0: He, I thought he was just a circus performer.
1: Uh, there's more to him than that. Because who's my number four? Um, is it Hawkeye? It is Hawkeye. Oh, wow. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Hawkeye is fantastic. And people make fun of him in the movies, uh, which is kind of understandable when the way he's been presented a little bit in the movies is not entirely who he is in the comic books. I mean, yeah, he started off in the carnival, but he has the same kind of determination and grit that Captain America does, just from a slightly different perspective. And that's why he led the West Coast Avengers for as long as he did. And So you mix the fact that he's not just... So when he's presented right, he's not just somebody that has decent hand-to-hand skills and has a ridiculous amount of aim with gadgets. He's somebody that is basically playing chess with whatever situation is going on, thinking multiple moves ahead. Uh, One of my favorite bits that they had, there was just kind of this throwaway comic in the the West Coast Avengers where they're absconded to a planet. There's going to be an alien... Uh, force that's going to invade Earth and they're going to use these robots and they want to make sure that these robots have enough power to overcome whatever obstacles are there. So they abduct the West Coast Avengers and force each one of them to fight the robot one at a time and every time the robot is destroyed it learns from its mistakes and cannot be defeated in the same way and it's more powerful. So I mean they've got Wonder Man and Tigra and Mockingbird and Iron Man, and, you know, so they got some heavy hitters. And, you know, somewhere towards the, you know, middle of the pack is Hawkeye. And he, as he's facing this, and he's, he's finding out his explosives aren't working because uh, one of the guys, uh, you know, like Wonder Man's already gone, and he just beat the snot out of it. And he says, well, this electric arrowhead isn't going to do me any good. And throws it on the ground. And he eventually said, oh, acid, acid will eat through it and, you know, and defeats it with acid. The whole reason he threw the head on the ground because Iron Man was going to come up. And he knew that he would be able to polarize his metallic suit with the extra charge and it would translate to the robot and the robot would get stuck to the moon that they're on. I mean, just kind of little things like that. Now, don't read too deep into this. Not everybody has good science uh, skills, but that whole concept of... I know exactly what all of you are capable of. I know how to deploy you. I know how the enemy is going to work. And I'm going to be able to be a field commander in that way. That is very interesting to me. Plus, he wears purple. I do like purple. There's not a lot of... uh, What other other
0: characters are prominently purple? Purple man? Purple man? He does wear purple suits and he has purple skin. <laughs> and his name's uh, purple. Thanos. Suppose that's true. Yeah. Well his skin is purple. Skin is
1: purple. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot of not a lot of purple people. Purple people eaters.
0: Okay, so next on the list are the absolute boring ones. Top right. three. So I've got um number three as Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man's not boring. I like Spider-Man, and I'll go back to it because of the world that Spider-Man is in. He's got so many things that he does. He's portrayed as a teenager most of the time or young adult. adult. Um, He's got powers, but the powers are more powerful, I feel like, than are actually represented in a lot of common media. Like, he's actually really strong. And we already mentioned that he's really, really, really smart, and he's got relationship problems. He's got problems connecting with things. He's got problems in the real world, yeah. compared to the same problems just that he's got in superhero world, and the fact that there are so many bad guys that he's had over the length of his, you know, existence, and those those bad guys are cool. Like yeah. they're fun, right? You know, uh, even the the ones that like you think of maybe Doc Ock, or you think of the Goblin. But there's how many versions of the Goblin, right? Yeah, that just keep popping up. Even though one's dead, someone else takes the mantle. Now there's Hobgoblin, and now there's uh, whatever De- Demogoblin. Goblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there he he's got his. Enemies mixed in with other heroes, like there's some like heroes that like Daredevil shows up in a run, and yeah. some of the Daredevil bad guys are there.
1: You yeah, know? Fisk is a common enemy.
0: Yeah, so it's just his whole world of enemies is just really cool, and he can magically always take care of the problems with them. You know, uh, we always already mentioned Venom, and then there's all the Venom symbiotes, and I don't know, like I I like. The hero itself—he's not my favorite hero, I guess you could say. In a certain sense, it's just the world that he presents himself as more than just your typical superhero, and that's kind of what I like about it. Yeah,
1: he definitely has some great villains. Craven uh, was always one of my favorites, especially mm-hmm. when done right. Oh man, that was a dark storyline. But uh, yeah, yeah, Spider-Man's hard to hard to beat in terms of uh, uh, in terms of. Uh, just kind of appeal yeah but okay so my number three you mentioned that you thought this would be on my list and you were correct and you're correct it is not the iteration that you put on the list Green Lantern is my number three hmm. um, though I am I'm torn I don't know if I like Kyle Rayner or Hal Jordan better I like them both probably Hal Jordan just because I think there's a little more depth to that character than than Kyle but um, But it's not surprising. He's been around a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's the Green Lantern mythos is so ridiculously rich now. It is. I would never have thought to say this a number of years ago, but I'd say it's the best developed of any of the, the families of superheroes in DC at this point. And that it all started with that Green Lantern rebirth all the way through uh, uh, brightest day I mean that that was years of just layered storytelling through multiple books and it was fantastic I have not that's the the last time that I was really inspired to collect multiple comics from a series every time it was released every single time and if there was any tie-ins I was going to get those two because it was just that good um and the whole the the different lanterns like you're talking about it it they each have their own flavor but with with hal he has uh he has kind of he has been a villain though not really, and the way they explain it is particularly good and uh i there's just nothing to say it's just fantastic it's a lot of fun to be a space cop with a a shining ring
0: and your the way you control it is your through your mind, in a sense, like it's your, your will, your will, right? Like that—that that concept is cool, and like you mentioned, the constructs that you get from that are different from everybody. Like you could be taught how to do the things, but then how you execute when you're in certain situations, and I feel like certain certain things of those constructs dictate that you can't do things, but then they've they've evolved what you can do with those constructs
1: kind of depends when the, the comics are released, but yeah, it's, it's complicated.
0: Yes. I always thought that you couldn't do firearms with it. in in a traditional sense,
1: <laughs> like
0: there's, there's loose interpretation. So,
1: well, at, for a long time, you, you weren't allowed to kill as a green lantern, uh, And I think that may be where that came from. I'm not 100% certain on that. But, yeah, no, you can do firearms. There's a fantastic uh, uh, storyline during the middle of that run that I was talking about where there's essentially like the uh, CIA of the Green Lanterns uh, recruits Guy Gardner uh, out. And, you know, it's like, what do you need? Uh, You know, sniper rifle. A Green Lantern sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's, eh, it's kind of you do what you want, fun. And I think I think uh, Stewart did that once too with a sniper rifle. So that's been done a couple times. So yeah, no, yeah, okay. Guns are fine.
0: Okay, so now we're on to number two. Number two, runner-up. Okay, so. The character that I have once again, you know, I feel like boring choices in a sense. Uh, number two, I've got Wolverine, um, and I have Wolverine because, like I said, I yes, go back. I like I like all the X Men. I like the X Men family, but who am I going to choose? Cyclops. Uh, yeah,
1: he's kind of a Jean Grey. Fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Phoenix, which is not part of the X Men. And it can be bad, and most of the
1: time it's bad. If you're talking about the Phoenix Force, yeah.
0: yeah. So like, no, I can't. I can do that. Colossus. I like Colossus. I do like Colossus, Colossus is cool. I like the character before he was ever in Deadpool. Oh yeah. But is he that? I don't, no, like no, I can't do that. Um, Gambit. I like Gambit.
1: <laughs> Gambit annoys me greatly.
0: Gamb, Gambit. Gambit's cool. I don't mind Gambit. Um, Ice Man. He's a classic. <laughs> yeah, right? I like Ice Man. But I think the I think the Wolverine character just has that. He's uh, very cool. The bub, you know, the <laughs> scruffy, gruffy thing, and like if you do that character as the gritty, no nonsense character that he actually could be, where he can just go up against characters that he has no business going up against, like, the Hulk. He was introduced in the Hulk, Yes,
1: right? his first appearance was in
0: So, like, the, a character that he shouldn't have the capability of really defeating in, in a certain sense. But he seems to always, because he's, you know... He appeals
1: to every 13-year-old boy.
0: He's he got the claws, he's gruff, yeah. and he can... I just like the fact that he can get, you know... I don't
1: follow anybody's rules, and I'm tough, and I have mm. claws coming out of my hands, and I have a mysterious origin that keeps getting retconned until you can't follow it anymore.
0: <laughs> I figured you would like him because he's Canadian.
1: Oh, uh, you know, it's a good start.
0: So... <laughs> yeah, the, the, the character is... Is boring because he is popular. He, he's one of the popular guys, but eh. I, I I feel like he fits in well in the popular realm. Like there could be worse popular,
1: but oh, good guys. So, um, well, and the funny thing was I never liked Wolverine in the comics when I read them, but I changed my mind a little bit with Hugh Jackman's rendition. I was like, yeah, that's actually kind of fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, and.
0: We don't know yeah. any. We don't know anything else other, from a visual standpoint, but we know like like the cartoons.
1: Yeah, I didn't like them in the cartoons either.
0: I just like Bub. <laughs> like kept saying Bub. That's all the still time. one
1: of my favorite uh, little hidden gems in the uh, in the uh, video game. Um, uh, there's a Dungeons and Dragons based video game. I'm sp- Baldurs Gate, and <clears throat> if you travel into the middle of nowhere, you run across a ranger uh, whose name is Bub Snicket. <laughs> Just kind of. Funny. I'm yeah. the best at what I do. <laughs> it was kind of, it was good stuff. I uh, get it, you know, because that's the sound effects. And it's Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Well, Ooh. my number two is kind of in that range of kind of generic, but not generic, but, you know, a lot of people like the character, especially now that he has a movie. And he was in a couple movies now, but uh, I've always been a Doctor Strange fan. Uh, for me, I mean that the whole Mystic Arts thing is is kind of fun, and especially if you look at the early Doctor Strange stuff, it is. They were tripping acid when they made that.
0: Well, that character is old. Oh yeah, very old. Yeah, and and I feel like in the in the DC universe they've embraced embraced. Magic, much more
1: in a different way. In a different
0: way, right? So the the DC dark, like we were talking about, or Shazam. You know, um, we we found a weakness for Superman, right? It's magic, mm-hmm. but um, in the Marvel universe, I, I feel like even when they did the Doctor Strange movie, like they're real, like they're hesitant to do it because yeah. they didn't know how well that would actually go over the marvel universe has magic in different places that you don't think that there's magic you know we, i think we mentioned it when we talked about it before right. like siderac for example
1: oh yeah
0: um, so the like the juggernaut which they will never really portray the juggernaut as an actual mystical mystical character yeah. right but uh, he is yeah and you just, i just don't it's it's underlying in, in marvel except for doctor strange and a few other things that are
1: out there it's not the way they portray it it's, it's magic but it's actually yoga martial arts science <laughs> it's just kind of okay yeah a little little strange but fine well you know, I, I, I it's not terrible It's, it's, it's still fun and he gets
0: a, he gets along with all the other uh, like he uh, superheroes like spider-man for example and he's got interesting bad guys too he's right got a lot of really interesting bad
1: guys so I mean
0: that's that's what makes a lot of these characters good is they're bad guys.
1: Oh, yeah. So before we get to our number one picks, do you have any kind of honorable mentions? Well,
0: you know, in the, the things that kind of draw my attention, I mentioned a few of them before. So I like the X-Men family and the X-Men family has expanded and it's expanded and it's expanded. There's so many people that are in that family. But my first interest, my first stretch run of collecting comic books were X-Men. Right, and the TV, the the, the cartoon I had uh, on VHS tapes was X Men. So I liked a lot of those characters as a whole, as mm-hmm. a family. Maybe not on an individual basis, but one of the reasons that they are so good, of course, is the, the bad guys that are in there. And I wish they would do better with the bad guys for that going forward. Don't lie, I saw your Jubilee at the lunchbox. <laughs> Electric sprinkles that fall out of my hands. Um, turtles, like we, we kind of mentioned those. Like so that that's a good family of uh, of characters. Um, one of the things that I feel like is interesting and is not kind of delivered yet is a family of DC characters as the New Gods, mm-hmm. uh, where everybody knows about Darkseid and some of his other people, but they don't know about like Orion. He yeah. was stupidly powerful, oh, yeah. also.
1: yeah,
0: uh, but it's a good guy, right? Yeah. Um, the, the Big Barda character, I think is fun. Like that character is really cool.
1: It, it is. It is, and as part of one of the most cringe-worthy episodes in comic book history, which I'm not going to go into. Well she was married.: Oh, it wasn't that. It, there was a hypnotizing villain. And an adult movie set. And uh, a hero that wears blue and red. (laughs) uh, I'm not Hmm. going to get into it. It is wrong on multiple levels. It is a terrible, terrible thing. to to, So I'm not even going to get to it because I don't want people to accidentally find it. It's just not good.
0: Um, And Firestorm is cool. I like Firestorm. Firestorm is definitely cool. And that, that character, you see him a lot more now. But he's not that old, like not that new of a character. Like he's been around for a while, and the concept of that character is cool. Where he's he looks like he's got the flame coming out of his head, but it's really he can work with atoms to manipulate things. Yeah, like that's that's cool. Like I can't I can't do this to fight you, but I can change this around you to you know like. Think so like that, that character is cool. But that's really that's all I had is kind of like some
1: honorable mentions. Other
0: considerations.
1: so for me, uh Juggernaut actually isn't always a villain. Uh he was a member of Excalibur for a good chunk of time as a hero and he's and he reconciled with Xavier. So I mean it but he's also a villain. So I couldn't really put him on the list. So as much as I like Juggernaut I couldn't do that. Legion kind of a similar way sometimes
0: when I was looking through some of those lists I was like I know you like I know
1: you like that character I really like Legion but I can't really call him a superhero because he's he's more complicated than that yeah Uh, psycho and you actually mentioned Adam Warlock earlier same thing Adam Warlock's not a hero people may want to call it's like yeah he well he saved the universe Yeah. yeah he's almost destroyed the universe a couple times too so it's, he's more of a force of nature. It's just like Thanos isn't a villain. You may want to call him a villain. Not a villain. He's more of a force of nature. He is, he is the uh, avatar of death. Death is not good or evil. And it just is. And so it's just kind of...
0: Unnecessary. Necessary
1: um, evil. Eh, yeah, maybe. But, yeah. All right, so drum roll. Number one for you is... The Batman. Yeah, you went you went lame, super lame on No, I'm just kidding. Batman's yeah. awesome. I just
0: I just feel that character has so many so many layers. And he's always presented in a real world situation and a character situation. Like he's he's got he's got the I'm the millionaire, but he doesn't know what to do with it type thing. And he doesn't he knows how to act, but he doesn't know how to act. And he's got um, he's had relationships with people. Um, You know he's got a he's got a kid.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Like he's he's had he's had sidekicks that have succeeded. And have failed. And died. And died. Sort of. And come back. But he's got so many bad guys. And that's what we have already said. A lot of times the bad guys are what makes the good guys even better.
1: His rogues gallery is one of the best that you can get.
0: It's just so... There's just so many different varieties of good and bad. And he always does... He's just... He's the ultimate detective. And he's the ultimate... This and that, and
1: unless you're looking at the Christopher Nolan Batman, he's not a very good detective. Yeah, but, <laughs>
0: but in the very poor Justice League movie, the one line that was in there, and he's uh, when they're in, they got his fancy car. It's like, well, what's his? What's your superpower? I'm rich. That, that's he has no powers.
1: Yeah,
0: right. He's not the smartest person on the planet. No, one of the smarter ones. Well, one of the smarter ones. He's got a lot of money, but there are people that have more money. Yeah. He's got a he just knows how to take all the things that he does have at a high level and meld them together. Yeah. And he any any of the bad guys who have powers could easily defeat him, but they usually don't ever do that. he could take some licks and stuff, but I I just think that anything that he is in just makes it Better, and if you can find the right character to portray him, or if you have Kevin Conroy to voice him, it's just he—he he ends up being the highlight of pretty much everything. Oh he's yeah. In.
1: yeah, 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 kind of, kind of awesome. Um, he didn't quite make my top ten. My uh, it's hard to leave him off of it, but I wanted to go with some non-traditional picks. Um, my number one is still fairly traditional. It wouldn't have been you know before the MCU, but uh, uh Thor.
0: Mm-hmm. Thor, the mighty. You know, one I almost considered was uh,
1: Beta Ray Bill. I, I had to decide whether it would be Thor or Beta Ray, but Beta Ray is just not written well. More often than not, unfortunately, and it's not well. Okay, not written well is maybe unfair. He's just not written enough. Yeah. to really get that depth. And sometimes it's really good, but uh, he's he's got a handful at most of stuff. But Thor. Thor has gobs of stories, and when I started reading comic books, it was Shakespearean in, in presentation, and it was. It, I mean, if you watched the the Kenneth Branagh interpretation of the Thor movie, yep, that was it. That was one hundred percent how it was. Except you know, forget the fact that they were trying to ignore that there was magic, and it's all actually the science and magic or this. No, there was magic, but it was magical Shakespeare and hmm. with hammers. And so it was, it was so good. And the Loki character is so much fun and his relationship with Odin and where he sees his loyalties between earth and Asgard and his struggle with that is, is so much fun. It's, it's just great. It's a great character. And, you know, he's uh, He's, he's always got depth. And, you know, the most, uh, the recent run having uh, Jane Foster become Thor, fantastic. I, I didn't think I was going to like it because it seemed like such a gimmick. It's like, well, we've made Thor a horse. Now let's make it a, a girl. It's like, oh, my Lord, this is going to be awful. No, great. Great storyline. And it, of of their attempts to, to do something like that, it was, I think, maybe the most successful. Um but you know the, the the whole concept behind it is just solid there's not a lot you can do wrong with it
0: i feel like that character has one of the biggest opportunities to fail right mm-hmm. because of just the whole character that existed in a in our real world in a mythology standpoint but now translated with things in a comic book world like it had the opportunity to kind of be cheesy or do that type of stuff, okay. right? But if you put it in the right realm and I feel like you know the 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 movies take the cheese out of it, right? A little bit. Uh, and if you present the character as a little bit more and I feel like what you're saying in the last, you know, 10 years, 20 years, that character has been presented oh, as yeah. more. Yes. A whole lot more. And then a, a lot of the Gosh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite um, cartoons is Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm-hmm. And then they've had some other things after that. Like, but like the whole first season, it really just revolves around uh, Asgard bad guys, and it's a whole Asgard thing. So um, I, I feel like that world's got a lot to got a lot to give and it's got a lot to do, and a lot of people don't know about the. Good guys and the bad guys and the different realms and the things that are involved with that because I feel like maybe maybe it's just me that that's underrepresented because people a little bit people will gravitate more towards Captain America and Iron Man or then maybe other things. Well, they're
1: and, more traditional villains, right? I mean, is what it is. I mean, talking about Keith Urban again, uh, Keith executioner Urban. Keith Urban. Oh my, Lord, Carl Urban. See, it's the, it's the sinuses, it's, it's playing havoc with my brains. Sinuses and 11.50 at night. <laughs> but no, so Carl Urban, you know, with the way the executioner character, I would never have thought would be in a movie, ever, not once. And maybe it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be, but it was just kind of fantastic to see, and they, they still recreated that one snippet from the comics where he's on a bridge, this Asgardian, you know, god of death, but not really the god of death, but this just this, this massive guy with M16s <laughs> just laying waste to bad guys. That was phenomenal. And just, just seeing that was such a little geeky treat. Uh, you know, but they, there are so many good, just weird villains that Thor has that they could, they could milk that for years.
0: And they, they really haven't done anything with the Enchantress.
1: Well, no, no, not at all. I think that's a good... Well, they haven't, they haven't. She was in the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not that's not... That's that's true,
0: I, re- I remember that, yeah. Was she... God, what was she doing in there? Was going after a staff of something? Or... Yeah, it
1: was. it was... It was not a bad storyline. It was maybe not what I would have hoped it would be. But, you know... It is what it is, but did our lists uh, coincide with any of your lists, or were we just completely off base? I mean, we missed a, uh, we missed a whole lot
0: of the f- uh, people that are more popular nowadays, right? We missed some um, Iron Man, and we, we didn't missed include some Superman, Hulk, and no Superman, no Flash, no uh, Aquaman, no Wonder Woman. None of those things. You know, one of the things I was thinking of when I was looking at this list, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of white dudes on my list. <laughs> and part of that is going back to what I said before, which was when we started, when when we looked at our comic books and we started reading comic books and we kind of got into the subject matter. And as we progressed through the subject matter, th- that's what it was, was white dudes. And there wasn't a lot of... Women characters. There weren't a lot of minority characters. Well, if
1: there were women characters, they were kind of scantily clad. And if they're minorities, they're stereotypical and some fashion a lot of times you know like if you're if you're a youngster right now and you're reading comic
0: books and you see these movies and you have characters like wonder woman and uh black panther uh or even aquaman right like so like those types of characters are just much more played out or miles morales um from into the spider verse like you can see a much more diverse group of heroes and Capabilities and backgrounds and
1: all that type of stuff, and represented in a way that's more relatable and realistic. And yeah, absolutely.
0: Unlike what what we got when we were youngsters.
1: Yeah, you know how excited I was when Luke Cage got his own comic in the '90s. It's like, all right, I loved Power Man and Iron Fist. You know, the old stuff is cheesy, but they're trying to make him current. And what their idea was? Well, let's um, make him ghetto.
0: Well, I guess it was better than the jumpsuit that he had.
1: Uh, I don't know if it the, was the disco
0: the disco suit when he first came out.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not certain it was a better change. No, <laughs> it
0: wasn't a it wasn't a better change. That's a, you know it was no. it was a change. It was an
1: attempt to make him edgy and relatable, and the hip night. Uh, they got better. They finally did start writing Luke Cage really well, but it was still going to take a little while. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, we've rambled. You know, you know what you like. Let us know. Uh, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, aren't we, Pudding Guys? Pudding Guys, uh, or stop by our website, leave some information on the forums. Tell us what your favorite list is, and we will be coming back to you next time with some very interesting comic book movie information. It'll be our next episode and the history of comic book movies. Hopefully some pretty dope interviews coming up too. Yeah, we've got some really good ones in the pipeline. I can't wait to to share some of the stuff with you guys.
0: Until next time putting people.
1: Bye.
0: And then the music plays and then we're done. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs>